Andrew Barry and the Cleveland Browns are once again set to go a big game hunting in free agency. We're going to take a list of some of the top targets the Browns could potentially be interested in, see what the likelihood is the Browns could land them, and if not, maybe some names that would fit the bill. Your latest Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd, joined by Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, joined today by Browns Digest through Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, going to discuss Browns potential free agents before things get exciting and kicking off here Next week, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform, always available, always free. And of course, here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, notifications on. And if you have a Roku TV, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns podcast, Lockdown Guardians podcast, Lockdown Cavs, and the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Article come out yesterday, uh, Mary Kay Cabot. And I don't think anybody was truly surprised by maybe the names on the list, the names mentioned that the Cleveland Browns could be pursuing here in the coming days, you know, starting next week. Uh, I guess we can start, you know, probably, you know, working, you know, from the interior backwards. Um, In the article, it mentions Javon Hargrave, obviously a popular fit for the Cleveland Browns, but certainly not going to come anywhere close to cheap. Um, A surprising name as you know the career turn has gotten better in Denver for Draymond Jones but he will hit the open market as well Hargrave you would think you know at age 30 um coming off an incredible season against the run as a pass rusher um if you basically have a defensive tackle room that is just completely underperforming you know, right off the bat, he feels like a guy that you would really, really probably you know want to get into the mix. Um, again, you know, the Browns will have cap space. He's going to command a ton of it. Pete, first off, is this the ideal scenario? And B, what is the likelihood the Browns can actually pull this off? Well, looking at the market for uh, three techniques, uh, it's it's not great. Uh, after you get past those top few guys. So uh, I think Hargrave is ideal from that standpoint, but obviously it's going to be, it's going to be pricey uh, and it's probably going to affect everything else you do. Now, if you're saying that you address all your needs and Javon Hargrave is sort of the centerpiece of what you accomplished, you're probably pretty happy about that just because he addresses your biggest thing. Jim Schwartz obviously has had a ton of success with dominant, three techs in his career. Um, you know, as far as how realistic it is, um, I think the Browns actually have a shot. Uh, it, it, you know, obviously it, it goes through the lens of if they're willing to pay his price, but I don't know how many teams are out there that sort of offer what the Browns do in terms of 
you're you're coming to a team that that believes they can contend. Uh, you're coming to a team that obviously is going to meet your price, and you're coming to a team that Javon Hargrave has openly spoken about liking Jim Schwartz um, and 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 what that system allows him to do. So, I, I you know at the very least, you you're going to get a meeting, um, which is is a big deal. So uh, maybe there's better fits out there for him. I, off the top of my head, I, I have a difficult time coming up with any. Uh, and that's in part because of, you know, the arms race that took place last year where so many teams um, tried to really load up their rosters in, in hoping that they could sort of push themselves over the top. Yeah, you know, Hargrave, of course, you know, seems to be the dream scenario here. Um, again, look, it's going to take a hefty check as you're getting him off just another incredible season. Um, you know, the pressure certainly would be on him and you know what he is going to be expected and counted on to do here if and when this would work out between he and the Cleveland Browns. Um, and God knows, you know, the amount of times that Pete and I have discussed this. I mean, we could discuss defensive tackle for six seasons here with the Cleveland Browns and always wondering where you know the top player was going to be in that room how they were going to improve that room was the you know emphasis and onus even there to make it you know even close to a complete room it's it's just kind of been a you know a room of dire straits here for a long long time for the browns certainly player Jerron Har, uh, Hargrave certainly vastly vastly improves that and basically you know the first time in a long time that that room you know shows it can be you know something close to maybe even being considered formidable another name that's floating out there and this one you always get a little bit nervous you know with you know obviously a great last season in denver here for draymond jones and this is something we talked about this is someone i should say we talked about during his draft process um but Pete, this almost kind of feels like you know and almost similar to you know why the redskins i mean i'm sorry not the redskins commanders are hesitant to go long-term with Deron Payne just yet is, you know, is overall production and continued production. Yes, Draymond Jones had a fantastic year on the terrible Denver team last year, but are we ready to, you know, discuss this guy as, you know, a North 15 million player, 17, 18 million dollars per year. I mean, if it comes down to, you can have, you know, Hargrave at 20 and it doesn't work out. I don't know if we're in, such a rush to just necessarily hand Draymond Jones $18 million a year? No. And, you know, this comes back to what do you really want to accomplish uh, with your defense? Um, you know, Draymond Jones is not big. Um, and at some point, you're probably going to want to protect your linebackers. He's not that guy. Um, so it's like if you sign Draymond Jones, are you just saying JOK doesn't matter? Are you saying that you're going to play with linebackers who are more – expected to be able to take on blocks and contact and things like that. Um, and I, you know, I'm not sold on Draymond Jones whatsoever in terms of being worth that type of money. He's not like, don't get me wrong. He's been productive at, at points, but he's not some great player. He's okay. Uh, he's done some things that get you excited, but um, I don't think, you know, there's anything that says this guy is going to transform your defense whatsoever. Uh, the, he, he's, he's a pretty good pass rusher. He's a miserable run defender, which, you know, seemingly that's kind of a big deal for this team. <laughs> um, that, you know, but that's, that's the thing is like, you can make the argument that if the offense is everything that you hope it's going to be, 
and you are going to be up in games that maybe Draymond Jones makes a ton of sense that you're always going to be rushing the passer, but you know, that's, that's not realistic to say that you're going to, you're going to have to be at some point in a game where you're going to have to, to either come back or make a tough stop on defense or whatever. And, you know, Draymond Jones has not been that player. So, you know, for, for what, the Browns need or what the Browns seemingly want. I, I just don't see where Draymond Jones is a fit, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's, I think it's a risky play. All right. So if you can't make it work with Javon Hargrave and obviously the concerns with a player like Draymond Jones, who else Pete could possibly be a target there on the interior for Cleveland? That's where you end up with the, conversations like Sheldon Rankins and um, the two guys from the Saints, Shy Tuttle and David, whatever his last name is, um, <laughs> that that have done some things in their career, but obviously aren't like going to going to take over. Both those players are, are guys who succeeded in part because they played on talented defensive fronts. Uh, they didn't need to be the top guy uh, whatsoever. The Jets had an unending uh, rotation. Uh, the Saints have a very talented roster there uh, on the defensive front. And then, you know, that leads you back to Taven Bryan. You know, it, are, are are you perfectly happy just to bring back Taven Bryan at that point and, and continue to try to work that, uh, work that room and believe that if you can get a credible nose – and obviously, a, a, a you know improve the other defensive end option uh, position there. That Taven Bryan is going to be decent enough to sort of hold hold down the fort. I, you know, again, risky in that sense. But at the same time, if you can sort of improve your overall defense enough, where Taven Bryan or Sheldon Rankins or one of these guys is sort of your weakest link, you're probably doing pretty well. Uh, so a lot of work to be done, certainly for the Cleveland Browns and improving this defensive tackle room. And, you know, three years in and, you know, for the Browns themselves here, this is time where you assess yourself. Um, you know, what have we been looking at? What have we been focusing on that we think, you know, will be getting somebody in here and improving the situation? And, you know, three years now. Look, you're not going to hit on everything, but, uh, you know, you certainly would like a change of fortune here, you know, for the Cleveland Browns and a defensive tackle room as it's, you know, been a struggle bus here for three plus years as Cleveland Browns trying to assemble that room. We're going to switch it up here. We'll kick it outside to the edge here. Uh, could have definitely in third segment get to a little bit of safety talk here for the Cleveland Browns. Your latest lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, to point scores and three-pointers made. Plus, look, you're going to sit there. You're going to spend two and a half hours watching a game. FanDuel gives you the opportunity to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. 
take five, six long shots. You don't have to put a lot of money down. If it hits, you're going to walk away with a very, very nice return. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Talking Browns free agent targets here. Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith in the house. As always, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Um, and, and Pete, it's funny because uh, as far as the edge position here, and you know this one, it's out there as far as you know certainly a possibility, and it seems like it's been this way for three, four seasons now. This is a guy I loved back in the day. You know, coming into the NFL, there were times where he's been a really, really good player. Um, I'm just not sure what the monetary amount is for this player. And overall it's, you know, it's not consistent production. It's not consistent pressure from a player like Yannick Ngakwe. Um, this, this is one where, you know, I, I don't know necessarily how to play this. And for me, this is one where it certainly would have to come down to, you know, dollar signs and zeros, because I'm not sure, you know, if we're talking a 10 plus million dollar player anymore, that this is the type of guy that's going to give you the return on that investment. Uh, absolutely agreed. Um, he made $13 million the past two years, um, did less than Jadevian Clowney combined. I mean, just, yes, there are sacks, um, but he generally not impactful uh, and, and is miserable in a lot of other areas and just doesn't offer a whole lot. Um, if you're talking about Yannick Ngakwe at like $4 million. Yeah, uh, sure. You can put him at that wide nine and maybe he can cause some problems as a speed, uh, speed threat off the edge. But if he's potentially going to get another big deal, I don't see how you can possibly expect him to be what you need at that position. Um, you know, part of that presumably would be you're signing him and saying, look, We've got Alex Wright. We're, we're going to keep adding to that room. You're not going to be playing rundowns a whole lot. You're going to be there to rush the passer and rush the passer specifically. But even then, you're not going to want to pay full freight for what you are making into a specifically a package player. Now, maybe Ngakwe is okay with that, um, with, the, with the idea that he will be more uh, deployed to his strengths, but where does that where where does the money hit where he's going to be comfortable with that versus um you know taking a big deal from potentially a team that has a lot of money and isn't very good and needs somewhere to spend it and Yannick Ngakwe can go there may not win much but will will get his check it, it it almost seems like maybe you know you're you're paying you know past real estate prices um and not necessarily getting you know the same you know <laughs> property real estate player uh, in Yanni Ngakwe. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying his time in the NFL is done. He's still a contributor. He's still part of it. I, I just don't know if I view Yanni Ngakwe as a, you know, a big time free agent signing anymore. Um, and especially with the scenario you played, you know, I'm, the Browns certainly want to get Alex Wright more looks. They certainly, certainly want to have Alex Wright, one guy who quietly was getting better towards the end of last season that not a lot of people obviously were focused on with everything else that was going on. Um, but a player certainly on a, you know, hopefully a, a trajectory path for improvement. 
Pete, you know, other names, you know, at the edge position. And I do think if the Browns can kind of handle some business here, I think at 42, you look at a possibility of, you know, you could really, really add a solid player there. You could probably get an edge rusher, you know, a guy who is on the athletic level of a Miles Garrett, a guy who foot speed could possibly be faster than Miles Garrett, but certainly something you probably still going to address here in free agent. I keep circling back to a name like Demarcus Walker, obviously his best season in the NFL last year down in Tennessee. Uh, Jim Schwartz, obviously a part of that staff um, with Demarcus Walker. I think you get a guy who can probably play some base end if you want him to on early downs. You can also kick him inside in nickel and dime situations. Um, the check is not going to probably be what it would be for a player like Yannick Ngakwe. Um, and I think the thing that you know impresses me, you know, with the prospect of a Demarcus Walker, is you know defensive line versatility. Is the fact he can do different roles. Um, but if not him, what are some other names here that could possibly be done? Uh, you know, you know. Because it's just, you know, for Miles, the, the thought and fascination was, you know, that he and Jadavian Clowney, it would just be this great thing. And, you know, Jadavian, whether it was, you know, towards the end of this year, obviously, you know, in his head and aggravated and pissed off, or just the general, you know, viewing of the fact that, you know, Jadavian Clowney is just not the ridiculous raw athlete that he used to be. You know, Father Time catches up with everybody. But another name or two here that probably could fit this equation for the Browns to improve this pass rush. I like Walker. It sounds like Tennessee is trying to make a late push to keep him. I don't know if Tennessee knows exactly what any of their plans are right now, but that's probably in the story for another day. Um, well, they're 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 tearing it down. Um, so what the, what does that look like for them? Maybe maybe Walker's somebody that can sort of help bridge that gap. Moving on to the next one, um, Samson Ekubon is certainly a popular name. Um, you know, you look into the you look to the Rams and you go or 49ers or some of these other teams who are either tearing it down or just can't possibly keep everybody. Mm -hmm. um, he's somebody who's quick off the ball. He, he, he could potentially give you some value at defensive end. Um, I, I, you know, the the edge rusher from the Houston Texans remains to be seen if they're, they're going to be able to keep him. Okoronkwo. Uh, former Oklahoma kid yep. uh, who's been super efficient as a pass rusher. Um, but, you know, to this point has not sort of been rewarded financially. It's sort of unclear just how valuable he is, but because every, every projection you see, he, he continues to look like a, a, a just a, a very cheap purchase, which would be great uh, from that standpoint. Um, so those are a couple names, you know, some people have thrown out Marcus Davenport. he, one, he's going to get paid, and two, injuries um, have held him back with the Saints. But he he certainly looks the part. He's like what two hundred seventy pounds, six mm -hmm. five, has all those things you like. Uh, has been impactful. <clears throat> um, so I think he's going to get a, a big payday, and I doubt it's going to come from come from the Browns. Um, same thing with Arden Key. I think he's probably. I think he's going to get close to what Clowney got last year. And I don't think the Browns want to pay that much for Arden key. Um, so Ekubon's interesting. Um, Walker, if he, if he's not retained is interesting. Um, and then Okoronkwo from the Houston Texans is certainly interesting. There's you know, certainly the chance here to, you know, get some work done, some damage done here as the Browns try to, 
hopefully get some more, you know, depth in that room, you know, ability to uh, have flexibility in how you want to play guys, nickel and dime situations, you know, get your best, best pass rushers on the field. Um, you just move guys in and out. And, you know, as we talked about here, Jim Schwartz wants to get this to, you know, a room where, you know, you can play seven, eight guys and play them all meaningful snaps. Um, but it's going to take steps, you know, to get the, both these rooms in the shape that you would like to give you, you know, basically the opportunity to do just that. Uh, certainly, you know, safety class is interesting. There is big ticket item. There's maybe a little bit less than big ticket item. There is mid items here. We're going to continue a uh, little bit of free agency primer here before things get crazy here next week. Uh, your latest Lockdown Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, along for the ride. Now, with the safety position, and, you know, look, the Jesse Bates, yes, it's a popular you know, fit here. Yes. The same age and David Miguel, David Mulligetta as to Deshaun Watson, all of that fits, obviously, you know, if you want to say the premise of maybe Jesse Bates was more of a dream scenario as a safety for the Cleveland Browns with Joe Woods at defense coordinator, as opposed to maybe Jim Schwartz, the name Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And he was spoken a lot. Chauncey Gardner Johnson was spoken about a lot on Lockdown Browns and during, uh, you know, his draft because, you know, whatever, I guess, the issues were off the field, there wasn't a question about it on the field. The guy was just a, a straight-up player, and you've seen that certainly in his time with the New Orleans Saints, certainly his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's versatile. Um, for the Browns, he can do a, a, a number, a number of things if they ask him to. Um, so my guess here, and I don't even know which one would end up garnering more money because if you look at the overall package of Chauncey Gardner Johnson and, you know, not a slot on just, you know, not a slight on Jesse Bates in any way, it's just that, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson can just do so many different things. But Pete, a couple of thoughts on that guy, on those guys, if somebody, you know, if something w works for one of them here, maybe as opposed to the other. Well, Look here again, you're getting you're getting in the door with Jesse Bates, um, which is good. Yeah, if they want Jesse Bates, they they already know their answer. Most yeah. likely, they already know their answer. Um, but look, it's either yes know, or no, and they probably know it's going to be expensive. Um, so that may may maybe too much. The market will dictate on that um, where he's going to end up. Uh, you know, when it comes to Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he is versatile, but there's no question where he's been at his best in his career, and that's a slot position, not not free safety. So that's really the question I would have. If the Browns are looking at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as, as, as a free safety, he can do it. Um, certainly he got a, a, a lot of ball production this past year, but you know th their safeties weren't great in coverage. But as a slot defender, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is one of the biggest pricks in the NFL – uh, and although it hasn't been as bad as it was, um, he has a stellar track record of getting people to punch themselves out of games <laughs> because he gets underneath their skin so much, but he's just physical, uh, near the line of scrimmage. He can blitz, he can play the run and look, the Browns need somebody who's going to be physical from that position because they can't just concede that, or they're going to have to design their defense in a way to protect whoever's in that, that nickel area um, to try to avoid getting gashed there. So 
if that's the thought process that they're going to put Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the slot, I'm all for it. It, it, you know, and then obviously they would still need something else at free safety. Exactly. Um, you know, which at that point is interesting. I, you know, Duran Harmon certainly is a guy I think makes a lot of sense. I don't think he's going to cost a lot of money. Um, so yeah, it, 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 so much depends on what do they, what do they see Chauncey Gardner Johnson doing in this defense? Um, I would, I would hope it's the slot and really upgrade that, that unit, um, and give themselves one of the best coverage units in, in the league. And, you know, it does bring up, you know, questions, obviously, as far as, you know, the rest of the Browns cornerbacks. Um, but, you know, I think in a situation like that, you know, you bring in a player like Chauncey Gardner Johnson of the fold, uh, you'll feel free to let whatever work out is ever, you know, however it's going to work out because just a massive, massive upgrade and just a tremendous player, great ball skills. And, you know, obviously, you know, Pete and I always, you guys always know how much, you know, we love basically the absolute, you know, bully jerk mentality of defensive backs um pete but then you kind of get down you know basically from the top of the list and you know i i don't know who put it out there yesterday but oh it's a deep class you know maybe that will you know bring down the numbers some uh not so sure on that one guys gotta be completely honest with you um but continuing with the path here pete you know if they can't make it happen with either of these guys you know whether dollars wise or of course uh you know situation wise um, you get to the Juan Thornhills and those types here. Um, but the Browns cannot just go in with pick 42 and pick 98 and think they're going to be able to resolve this issue. It, it, it's got, it, it's gotta be somebody, you know, with a proven track record here. Yeah. Look, I mean, they, they need guys who can come in and do a job. I mean, they have, they, they've obviously drafted enough guys that, that are sort of developing. They need get like, you know, you look at their defensive line, for example, um, they, they have one starter and decent depth. They need the other three starters. So they need to get guys who can come in and play. Um, same thing for uh, safety, same thing for Mike linebacker. And if they, they want to handle slot that way, then they need to do that. Um, they have the pieces in place and they don't really have time to wait around for guys to sort of figure it out. Certainly interesting. Um, I'm just going to go with this one here. Obviously, you know, a little bit off the topic here, but a little bit of the you know Browns free agency, you know, keeping their own business here. Um, Pete Browns were content to ready, you know, to give Nick Harris his opportunity in 2023. You know, we all know the story. We know all, all you know, basically how you know the year went for Nick Harris, and it's going to be weird because you don't always have a, a big center market but it's starting to look like um, it could be a, a pretty good center market this year in free agency. Um, the thinking would be is obviously, you know, with, you know, the money, you know, still committed to the four other starters. And if you were ready to do this in 2023, are you ready now to, I'm sorry, if you're ready to do it in 2022, are you ready now to do it in 2023? Um, you know, you know, a lot of superlatives from Nick Harris, not played much. Obviously, he was the first string center in practice his first few years in the league. And you think it's safe to say, you know, for the team and for his success that, you know, you can go ahead and just give Nick Harris this final year on his rookie deal and, you know, kind of make, you know, your decision on where you're going to be going with that in 2024 is, you know, Nick Harris, does he deserve this shot or are they, you know, looking for, potential legit competition for Nick. 
Um, well, first and foremost, they've got to have a pretty good sense of where his knee is from the ACL, um, which is going to give them a, a good deal of insight as to what they need to do. The question you have to ask is, you know, when they drafted Nick Harris, they were more of a, you know, zone, not that they're, they're, they're I don't expect them to go away from the wide zone, but under center zone team, um, does the prospect of playing for more gun change how they want that position to play? Do they want somebody bigger? Um, a difficult to know. I, you know, I, I would, I would expect that, um, that they're, that, that they're fine with Harris for the most part. And then the last part of this whole thing is, you know, they were ready to start Nick Harris. Ethan Posick goes in there and plays great. How much of that was a genuine shock and how much of that was he did well, but we actually thought Harris would play at a similar level. If they were, you know, expecting Harris to play at that kind of level, then they should be perfectly fine with going to it. Now that doesn't mean they, 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 uh, shouldn't, obviously they've got to fill out the rest of the position, but, um, you know, do they need to go out and get another starter? Again, that comes back to where where are they on the knee? If his knee is good and they feel really comfortable with it, he's going to have a couple more months to finish rehab and 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 get some. Presumably, if everything goes well, get some time to sort of work out normally before they get into camp and stuff. I, I see no reason they shouldn't like Nick Harris, but it really just comes down to preference. And it does create a little bit of an awkward situation there, though, because you know potentially your top second option backup option option to Nick Harris is basically going through the same thing. Um, so certainly, you know, it's not an ideal scenario where if you say, Oh, well, you know, either one of these guys would be our center um, and knowing both guys are, you know, going, you know, are coming back from ACL, you know, reconstruction rehab, um, not an ideal scenario, uh, but I'm certainly, certainly not the first time I'm sure an NFL team has been faced with something of that nature. So we got to a bunch here today, uh, obviously with next week, you know, waiting in the wings and it'll be here sooner um, you know, it'll be here, you know, as soon as anybody is ready for it, it just goes so quickly. Um, you know, thoughts here on the Browns, you know, free agent wise, the defensive tackle position, the edge position, uh, options at the safety position. You know, I'm sure we'll get an announcement here shortly, you know, about, you know, basically, you know, what everybody knows is obviously where the, the Browns are going to, you know, you know, come up with a ton, ton of cap room here, uh, you know, over the next couple of days here and opening up to be big, big time spenders starting next week as the new league year commences in the NFL as we switch from 2022 to 2023. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest. Make sure you're checking everything out over there. Pete and his team do a phenomenal job, regardless in season, out of season, free agency, draft coverage. Uh, Browns Digest got everything you need. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns follow back account. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's your favorite podcast platform. Um, make sure there we are always available. We are always free, of course, here on YouTube. Subscribe, notifications on. And if you got Roku, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns podcast. Guardians, Cavs, obviously good times right now for the Cavs. Guardians uh, prepping for the beginning of baseball season late March and also the ultimate Cleveland sports show uh, available Monday through Friday, 11 to one. Make sure you're checking all that out. Appreciate you all for being along for the ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB.
on the LOB. Let's go Browns.